Welcome to Flip the Script Podcast. So new Twitter files were released by Michael Schellenberger. It's Twitter Files Part 7. I've done two other podcasts on the Twitter Files up to this point. If you haven't listened to those podcasts, go back and listen to it. Watch the videos. It'll shed some more light onto what we're going to be talking about today. And before we get into it, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you share this podcast. That's the best way to get help support this podcast. All right, so now we're going to get right into it. Twitter Files Part 7. So the rundown to this is that the FBI and the intelligence community discredited factual information on the Hunter Biden laptop story before and after the New York Post released their article on the Hunter Biden laptop on October 14th, 2020. So what you're going to see is evidence that the FBI and the intelligence community conspired to convince top executives at media companies and social media companies to discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story before and after it was published. So in December of 2019, the Delaware computer store owner named John Paul Mac Isaac contacted the FBI about a laptop that Hunter Biden had left in his store. On December 9th, 2019, the FBI issues a subpoena and takes the laptop from the store owner. Fast forward until August of 2020, John Paul Mac Isaac has not heard anything from the FBI related to the laptop, even though he saw evidence of criminal activity on that laptop. So the store owner ends up emailing Rudy Giuliani, who just happened to be under FBI surveillance at the time, and Giuliani gives the Hunter Biden laptop information to the New York Post. Around 7 p.m. on October 13th, Hunter Biden's lawyer sends an email to John Paul MacIsaac. Hunter Biden and his attorneys have learned that the New York Post is going to be running a story the next day on his laptop. So FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan sends 10 documents to Twitter's URL Roth, who was at the time the head of Twitter's site integrity. Now, the FBI and Twitter had a one-way communication through something called teleporter, where they were able to talk to each other directly. The next day on October 14th, the New York Post publishes the explosive article on Hunter Biden and his laptop, containing details about Hunter Biden's shady business dealings with China and its connection to Joe Biden. Every single thing that the New York Post reported on was accurate. Within hours of its release, Twitter and other social media companies censor the story. They stopped it from being shared, and they sowed seeds of dissent in the minds of the American people. So we're going to see why that happened. So apparently all throughout 2020, the FBI and other intel agencies have been priming Urell Roth to dismiss any type of reports of Hunter Biden and a laptop as Russian disinformation. As you can see, there's a sworn declaration written by Urell Roth in December of 2020. Now, as we know, through Joe Rogan's interview with Mark Zuckerberg that the FBI did the same thing over at Facebook. We can only assume that they did it with Google and all the other social media companies as well. So with this warning that the FBI was giving the social media companies about Hunter Biden's laptop and Russian disinformation, was anything really new there? Well, the FBI Elvis Chan says, quote, we did not see any similar competing intrusions to what happened in 2016. And Twitter executives have been reporting to the FBI that they have seen little Russian activity on Twitter. In September of 2020, Twitter reports that it has removed around 300 and something low-profile, mostly inactive accounts from Twitter that were related to Russian hacking attempts. In fact, Twitter even had to go and try to debunk false claims by journalists about foreign influence on Twitter. So the FBI even asked Twitter about Washington Post story, which reported that there was foreign influence in a pro-Trump tweet, real raw, 
ends up saying that this article makes a lot of accusations, but Twitter has seen no evidence that that's the case. And they actually have evidence that that's the opposite of what's going on. And surprisingly, that wasn't the first time Ural Roth had pushed back against the FBI. The FBI in January of 2020 tried to coerce Twitter into sharing data outside of the normal search warrant process, which Ural Roth had pushed back against. The intelligence community is putting a lot of pressure on Twitter to share data and information outside of these channels and change some of their policies. The FBI and the intelligence community also is repeatedly asking Twitter for evidence of foreign influence on Twitter. And Twitter keeps on responding that it is not seeing any evidence of any foreign influence on the site. And still, the FBI keeps on pushing them for information that Twitter has already told them that they're not going to give them outside the normal legal channels. And then in July of 2020, FBI's Elvis Chan says that he would give out temporary top secret security clearances to Twitter executives so they could share information about the threats of the upcoming election. The plot thickens. On August 11th of 2020, Elvis Chan shares with Yorel Roth about a rushing hacking organization called APT28 through the FBI and Twitter's one-way secure channel called Teleporter. And again, in August of 2020, Elvis Chan asked Twitter if there's anybody there that has a current top secret security clearance. Somebody mentioned that, oh, Jim Baker's there. He has a top secret security clearance. Elvis Chan says, oh, I totally forgot about him. So Jim Baker is the former deputy general counselor for the FBI. He was forced to resign for leaking information to the media. And he ends up finding his way at Twitter as the general counsel for Twitter, where he has still strong ties to the FBI. While he was deputy general counselor for the FBI, he had a strong role in the investigations into Donald Trump. And as far as we know, Baker is the only high-ranking FBI official who ended up working at Twitter. However, as of 2020, there were so many former FBI employees working at Twitter that they had created their own private Slack channel and a crib sheet to onboard new FBI rivals. The FBI continued to try to influence URL Roth and in September of 2020, Urell Roth participated in the Aspen Institute tabletop exercise on potential hack and dump operations by the Russians relating to Hunter Biden's laptop. The purpose of that was to shape how media covered the story and how social media companies carried it. And the organizer of that institute was Vivian Schiller, who is the former CEO of NPR and the former head of news at Twitter, former general manager of the New York Times, and former chief digital officer of NBC News. Attendees of this conference include Meta and Facebook, head of security and top national security reporters for the New York Times and the Washington Post, among other news agencies. By mid-September 2020, Chan and Ural Roth had set up a encrypted messaging network between the FBI and Twitter employees so they could communicate back and forth. And they also agreed to create a virtual war room for all internet industry plus FBI and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Now, on September 15th, 2020, the head of the FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force and Elvis Chan requests to give a classified briefing to Jim Baker without any other Twitter staff. So now, on October 14th, when the New York Post publishes its Hunter Biden laptop story, Urell Roth goes on to say that this does not violate their hacked materials policy, nor is it a clear violation of anything else. But it feels like a subtle leak operation. However, Jim Baker insists to Roth that all these information about Hunter Biden's laptop story were either faked, hacked, or both, and a violation of Twitter's policy. 
He says this over email and in a Google Doc on October 14th and 15th. It's almost impossible to believe that Baker actually believed any of that. The New York Post had included the receipt signed by Hunter Biden in its reporting and an FBI subpoena, which showed that the FBI took possession of the laptop in December of 2019. By 10 a.m., the Twitter executives have went all in on the Hunter Biden hack and dump story. And at 3.38 p.m. on October 14th, Jim Baker arranges for a phone call with Matthew J. Perry in the office of the general counselor of the FBI. This was an influence operation by the FBI to convince Twitter executives that Hunter Biden's laptop did not come from a whistleblower. There was an article by The Hill based on a Washington Post article which falsely suggested that Rudy Giuliani's leak of the laptop had anything to do with Russia. There is evidence that, that FBI agents have warned elected officials of foreign influence with the primary goal of leaking the information to the news media. The dirty trick that they do to create a certain perception. In 2020, the FBI gave a briefing to Senators Greasley and Johnson claiming evidence of Russian interference into their investigation of Hunter Biden. This briefing angered the senators because they claimed that it was designed to discredit their investigation. So in the end, the FBI's influence campaign to discredit the Hunter Biden's laptop story with social media executives and news media executives worked. They were able to censor and discredit the Hunter Biden's laptop story before the November election and even afterwards. The FBI was paying Twitter millions of dollars for its staff time. Everybody should find a problem with what the FBI and the intelligence community has done. The FBI needs to be abolished. As a matter of fact, all three-letter agencies inside the government need to be abolished. They have overstepped their boundaries. They feel like they are the gatekeepers and the arbiters of truth, and us peasants can't understand the real world so it's their job to censor and create a perception that they want to tell and it's time that we stop this call your senators call your representatives and request demand that the fbi is abolished and also the cia killed john f kennedy remember united states is not a democracy it's a constitutional republic keep in mind sharp don't listen to the media this is flip the script podcast out